What's up everyone, Creator K here. I wanted to take some time to speak and share some thoughts before we get into the show. I feel it necessary and my duty to do so before I provide you with entertainment or just content that is basically a distraction from what is going on in the world, specifically America, as we all know. We need to come together as people and fight racism in our country. The murder of George Floyd was wrong, disgusting, unwarranted and unjust and this is not the only time a racial injustice has been committed and you don't need me to tell you to know this countless other black americans have fallen victim to police brutality and other acts of racism and it has to end here and now right now i am happy to see that people from all walks of life are showing their support on social media in Black Lives Matter protests and marches, donating to anti-racism organizations, etc. But it it hurts to see these protests turn violent and to see those who are taking advantage of a situation and pushing their own agendas and taking attention off of what is really important and what needs to be taken care of. And all of that shit's just making this mess worse. Um we need to focus on the task at hand and that is achieving equality for all because it doesn't exist right now and it needs to. So to my black listeners specifically, I say this, I understand that I will never understand, but I stand with you. I will forever support you in your fight. Your culture has given me so much to love and appreciate and show and tell was born from a place of love for music and art, music and art that was created and pioneered by black culture. So thank you. And as a privileged white male, I am proud to be able to share your culture with those who will listen. And it is my duty and honor to fight with you in any capacity necessary. Now to all my listeners, I say this, become aware, educate yourself on what is going on, educate others, Choose carefully where you consume information from. Have conversations with your friends, families, and colleagues, and check them if necessary. Become active. Share information on social media. Donate to anti-racism organizations and funds if you can, or share links if you cannot. Exercise your right as an American to protest and stand with your brothers and sisters. Be careful. Please stay safe. And please spread love and positivity. All right. Thank you for allowing me to share my thoughts. I love you all. And let's get into this episode of Show and Tell, episode 31, with my friend and fellow visual artist, Isaac Goldman. I hope you enjoy it. Let's move along to Show and Tell now, shall we? What's good, beautiful people of the world? What is good? That is a difficult question to ask and even more so to answer right now. But I hope that you're doing good. And I know that's grammatically incorrect, but I hope that you're doing good, doing good things, staying positive, staying healthy, staying safe, staying active, and just getting through these times. Just know that I am sending love and positivity your way if you need it. I think we all kind of need it right now. I know I said something at the beginning of the show, kind of, you know, before this actually got into it. So I wasn't planning on really saying much else, but I felt the need to kind of reiterate. So anyway, I am Creator K. Nice to meet you if you don't know me. And welcome to episode 31 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-weekly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month, where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. If you've listened before, welcome back. In this episode, episode 31, I am joined by digital artist and good friend Isaac Goldman. Those are both official terms, <laughs> digital artist and good friend. He's an individual who expresses himself through the mediums of graphic design, illustration, animation, and more. He's just an overall visual artist, and he's a creative who isn't afraid to share his process with the world. In part one of the episode, Isaac shares his story on the pursuit of a career in digital media, what goes through his head when the work is dry and how he makes the most of those situations, and the pressure that freelance artists put on themselves to get work, do that work well, and succeed. In part two, Isaac shares a favorite item of clothing which allows us to learn a little bit more about him, his aesthetic preferences, how that changes and grows as he changes and grows, and what his eyes drawn to when observing design. With that said, 
let's get into it. It's time for show and tell. Welcome to episode 31 of the Show and Tell podcast. I am your host, Creator K, and joining me on the show on this hot-ass day in the New England area, because my guest is also in the New England area, it is digital designer, overall visual artist, <clears throat> Isaac Goldman. I love it. I love it. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, welcome to the show. Tell, uh, tell the people about yourself, who you are, what you do, if they don't know who you are and what you do. Right on. Uh, I'm Isaac Goldman. Uh, I am a yeah digital designer, I guess, these days. New, new these days. Uh, I'm a graphic designer, I guess, by trade, uh, by school, I guess. A little bit, uh, dab a little bit in uh, illustration and some animation as well. Um, you know, trying to get my feet wet in a bunch of different things. How'd you get into graphic design or just visual art as a whole? So yeah, I mean, originally I went to school for uh, architecture, actually. Ah, I did not know that. Yeah, that was what I thought was like, all right, I like buildings. <laughs> I think that could be cool. And then you learn about space and conceptualizing and diagrams. And that also was really, really cool to like think about buildings in a weird kind of cool way. Because I sort of thought that that was... You know, had obviously something to do with it, but I didn't know, obviously, the level of detail and everything. But then comes a lot of math and science. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, not that I couldn't totally hang, but uh, I feel like after I only ended up lasting the year as a, I guess, as a arky, as what they like to call them, I guess. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And like the studio courses were fun. But yeah, after a while, I was like, I just couldn't see myself doing it. Because it was a very much like a, a, like a six-year track, and it's like, mm. this is it, you're doing it, and you got to love it, love it, and that's what, you know, that's what it's going to be. But it was definitely, I mean, you know, go, you go into college, you think, okay, that's it, and then you pivot. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I remember during those days, I was like, yeah, I'm a college kid that, like, switch majors, because everybody does that. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, that seemed like a natural switch as well to go into. Is that what you went into after that was kind of like the digital art, graphic design? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switched over to graphic design um, because, again, uh, I loved like the, the principles, I guess, or the sort of the process of it of like, you know, sketching early ideas and then having sort of an idea for, you know, uh, I mean, you know, any different use case, but let's say logo or whatever. Um you know, there'd be some concept behind the logo and there's a process to it. And I guess I sort of fell in love with that part of it. And that is huge because I remember in school they would preach like, yeah, process is huge. Always document. Like it's, it's cool to know the backstory of like how you got to where you got, because ultimately design is like a bunch of different questions, you know? Mm -hmm. So that sort of yeah, that was what inspired me. Kicked it off, and, and then I was like, yeah, graphic design. Let's let's uh, let's see about that. You yeah, know? you kind of led me into a question that I was planning on asking you, so I'm going to ask it now. And first of all, sure. I can hear some birds in the background, and I personally, oh, yeah, I'm I, outside. I love that. I think I think yeah, that's yeah. like I don't know how it'll. I mean, I'll listen back when I edit and see how it comes through. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm outside with you right now, and it feels uh, yeah, good. Yeah, no chilling on the deck uh yeah no it's i i was worried about the the sound but yeah no it's sound it sounds beautiful yeah. it looks beautiful you look beautiful on camera so we're, we're all good thanks man <laughs> you're welcome so you talk about you know falling in love with the process and i noticed that when i you know peruse your instagram page you like to include in your caption kind of a walkthrough of how you got to your end product or maybe if it's not an end product it's kind of just your thought process on a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the what are the benefits of almost being a little vulnerable? Because I think there is some sort of vulnerability required to kind of just demonstrate your process and maybe talk oh. about something that you're struggling with in, in the workflow or what you know, whatever it may be. What are the benefits of doing that and sharing your process and your works in progress publicly? Uh yeah. So I'd say there's a lot of benefits. Um I mean it's cool to get you know, just overall feedback. I say, uh, I, I definitely have to do a better job of, I feel like just reaching out to like more, uh, of the design and I guess creative community. Not that I haven't been, but 
I guess more so on like Instagram and stuff that, you know, where I share my, my stuff because not to say I don't get, uh, you know, comments from that, but it's a lot of, you know, friends and family being like, Oh, this is great. This is awesome. And it's like, Oh no, again, very cool. Happy to, you know, talk about that with them. And you know, if that leads somewhere, awesome, but nine times out of 10, not necessarily. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I love, uh, sort of, opening up like that because it's sort of weird and I'm just like, uh, all right, this is my idea sort of where I have it and here it is. And if it's not done yet, all right, whatever. But, you know, not everything has to be polished. Not everything has to be, you know, hundred percent crisp. Like it's good to, I feel like show your thoughts because that's how you sort of, I guess, sort of stop and think about it and then are able to act on it afterwards you know, it's sort of a, you know, trial and error type thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, visual art, like many other professions, almost there's so many people who do it, but it can kind of feel like a lonely act at times yeah. because you're the only person who's in control. You're the person who is carrying out the project. So right. it's important to kind of reach out and get feedback or at least just like put your thoughts on paper with, you know, because if you put it on Instagram or Twitter, people can people have the opportunity to respond and that's almost what you're looking yeah. for in a way as well. Yeah. I, that's something I I'm not great at either in terms of reaching out to friends and showing them my work. Like I do sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I have two good friends, Ben Bursell, who's been on the show and um, my friend from high school, Ryan Labita, who are both graphic designers, visual artists, and they're very good about reaching out to people and seeing their perspective, getting their thoughts on their work and being like, Hey, I just made this. Like, what do you think about it? It's such a simple thing. And I don't know really if I know why I don't do that that often, but it's something I try to do better with because as you said, it's, you know, it's a great opportunity to one, just get better <laughs> at what you do. And two, to also oh. just kind of connect with people and just, you know, learn yeah. new things and see it, see your own work from a different perspective. Yeah, and then I, I like. I mean, it's cool to be like, oh, and then just scroll through either your, you know, the posts, or even like when I dig sometimes and like find old stories. I'm just like, oh, right, I was working on that like what two years ago, or a yeah. year ago, or a month ago, or whatever it is. And like, yeah, it's cool to be like, oh, oh, right, I was thinking about that stupid thing or whatever it was. And it was, I don't know, it's cool to revisit things. And I guess, I mean, we have all that to thanks for thank you for, uh, to the. Uh, the developers of Instagram are, you know, are all these apps and, mm, you know, Twitter mm -hmm. and everything. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's helpful for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So is most of your work currently freelance? Uh, actually, well, so these days, uh, since I actually got a new job, uh, during all these quarantine times, uh, rare. very rare, which is rare. <laughs> I know I yeah. sort of just, jumped on it because I was, you know, getting, uh, sort of not nose, but sorry, we're sort of, you know, closing up shop type thing. Uh, you know, obviously in the beginning of March, uh, and now since transitioned, I've got the full-time gig again. Uh, I had been doing some freelance. Um, and again, those were mainly, um, yeah, in-house gigs, um, just as a, as a freelancer. Um, but, I think eventually the goal is maybe to, yeah, be on my own um, fully. Um, but again, you know, I feel like I've definitely got some learning to do. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not there yet at all. Uh, and I kind of feel like I want to build up, I mean, again, ideally, uh, you know, a team and sort of have like, you know, a bunch of people. And I guess nowadays it can be all over the world to have, you know, sort of a group of people like buddies of mine that just like make cool shit. And I feel like, I'm slowly sort of feeling out and seeing what that's like. Um, but you know, very early on in that, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Congrats on the new job. I mean, it's like really, really good timing to get something like that. And I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thanks, man. No, I appreciate it. And, and, and I, you know, I feel like, you know, a little bit, I mean, not selfish, but it's like, it's, it's kind of nice to like, you know, yeah, get a, get a win and <laughs> of course, start doing all this nutsness. And yeah. I don't know, it's some, some stability, I guess is nice. So yeah, 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 definitely. So what intrigues you? Cause you say that, you know, eventually down the line, you'd want to work full time for yourself in freelance, yeah. work different jobs, have, you know, people working with you. What intrigues you about working for yourself? Well, I guess, you know, definitely you can sort of create a life around it. I mean, 
I feel like you do that in a day job and a nine to five anyway. And especially, I mean, again, these days are different, but I feel like even from working from home and being like, you know, a remote worker than as opposed to going in the office, uh, it has some parallels to that nowadays, but I think the, the benefits of freelance is like, yeah, it's really up to you, but then there's also, you know, a bunch of cons that come from that because then it's all on you. Right. Um, it's a lot of pressure. It, it's a lot of pressure and it is definitely hard to deal with. Like for sure. Like, it's like, there's a lot of days you have to be sort of on it and want to. Hey everybody. It's creator K host of the show and tell podcast. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Is that a new haircut? No, it's not. Oh, well it, well it looks good regardless. We're having some internet difficulties, so Isaac is now moving inside, sacrificing the sweet, sonic aesthetic of the birds chirping outside on a late spring evening for a, just a better connection so we can actually have sound, period. Hope y'all are chillin'. That shirt looks good on you. You should wear it more often. Okay, we're all set. Let's get back into it. And we're back. Isaac's back. Everybody can blame Skype. Everybody spam. Come on, Skype, in the chat real quick. Come on, Skype. There you go. But we're back. I'm not exactly sure where we missed out on Isaac's answer, but we were talking about Isaac's intrigue in freelance and working for himself. And is there anything else you care to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say uh, it's it, it, it's definitely a challenge, but it's a worthy challenge. And if you can sort of work with yourself and just know that yeah it takes time and it's and it's you know it's just another process to get sort of used to um and you learn a lot about yourself i think it can yeah it can really be something special and i mean obviously there are lots of factors that that you know fall into place and you know not everyone can can do it not it's it's definitely not for everybody um and it's definitely something that you you really have to know about you know just getting into it. Um, obviously there's, you know, lots of resources and people are, I've found pretty helpful and pretty friendly, but again, it's, it's definitely up to you and how hungry you are, I guess. And you know, what it comes down to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself to succeed as a self-employed person? Obviously now you work for a company, but when you are looking for freelance gigs, do you tend to put a lot of pressure on yourself to get jobs and do them well? Yeah, no, I definitely do. Um, and I've even, I mean, it's, it's not always, you know, projects, you know, go how sort of, you know, uh, they're up to you, like I said. And, you know, I've had really fun projects and sort of some projects that I sort of slept on and I felt bad about myself because, you know, this is the, this is the work that I want to be doing and I'm my own boss, setting my own hours, doing all that. And, if I don't put out some quality, then you just, yeah, you feel in your gut. Um, but then there are those that, yeah, definitely, um, are a lot more fun to sort of tackle. Um, and it's, I guess, uh, and it's interesting because you have this mindset of wanting to please the client, please the client, please the client. But then it's also, there is definitely that, uh, that sort of give and go, um, and the, the learning of what they want, but sort of what you can offer and what you want. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting, uh, sort of phenomenon. I don't know, profession. Mm. Um, it's, it, 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 it's important to, I think, push, put some pressure on you because again, that's how you grow. Um, right. like another, I think just design it's, you know, in general, it's always good to grow and learn and, I think behind that, if, yeah, if you don't have a little fire in your ass, like, you know, what are you doing, man? Facts. Facts. Yeah. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, I know we're going to continue on the freelance wave that we've been riding for a little bit because we're both freelancers. Oh, again, I keep, I have to get used to you having this new job. I got to start using your proper title. It's a new thing. I mean, I I still, I mean, hey, I mean, even though I have the, the, the day job, I think in terms of uh, the, that being like a stable thing, I'm still down to do freelance on the side. So, oh. and that's cool with, you know, with them too. So I, I still think of myself as a freelancer, even though if I'm not like directly in projects, yeah. I'm still curious. I still 
you know, I still want to make my own stuff. Um, you know, so yeah. yeah. No, that's dope. I think it's a it's a great move for a lot of creatives and artists out there to find a job where you can be steady, but also pick up extra work if you can afford the time and energy for it, for sure. Right. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, I'm very early on in the process, so I'm like, yes, I'm a digital designer now, but I'm also and you know slash freelancer. But yeah, I haven't. Uh, there comes yeah, definitely the the reality check of like, all right, can you actually do that? Like, does that, that actually make sense? Uh, so like, again, it's all, it's all learning process, but I think that's definitely, yeah, that, that's definitely the goal. And also, I mean, one of the reasons I think I've learned that is that a few years back, I think back when actually I was out in Colorado, uh, living out there after school, sort of right when I was actually leaving there to come back East, I had this like one-on-one with actually designer, a friend from mine from work. And he was like, yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't love this work. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but you know, it's a steady paycheck and it's, uh, you know, it gets me from A to B and it allows me to do the rest of, you know, have the rest of my life. And that sort of kicked in with me a little bit and I'm like, all right, so I just got to find that and then I can maybe figure it out from there. And it's like sort of stepping stones. And I, I sort of had that, you know, voice in the back of my head of like, yeah, just, try and find the stable thing that you don't hate and don't want to bang your head against the wall. And again, I'm a month into this new gig. I'm happy so far. I'm, I, I have a feeling that'll, that'll keep going. And then like, another thing is like, you know, freelancing going from like job to job, if it's, you know, full time and you're in, or, you know, month to month or whatever it is, it's exhausting, man. And, you know, relearning, like, you know, how different companies do things in different formats or, you know, different programs or different, you know, project management, you know, software. It's like, all right, if I can sort of focus on one for a little while, I think now, I guess, where I'm at in my career, that's what I'm trying to do, you know. And I think it just takes a while for, you know, some people get there sooner or, you know, later. And again, it's not a race. And I think, like, all the Instagram stuff of like uh, comparing yourself to all, all ever, everyone else, like that's hard. And yeah, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. helpful, but like, is it, I don't know. I, I look at it as like inspiration and be like, Oh, that's really cool. Like you're making some cool shit, but, and yeah, I totally love to be able to do that, but Hey, maybe one day I'll get there or, you know, I'll do something else. And you know, that's cool too. Definitely. And to pi- to piggyback on that, because it brought some thoughts up in my head as you were speaking. Yeah. yeah. I'll preface this by saying that whatever path works for you, the listener, whoever's listening right now, whatever works for you is is the way you should do it. But I will say that if you are struggling, if you are pursuing your passion solely and you're not maybe supplementing the income or just trying to stay afloat, if you are struggling right. to fulfill those dreams of yours and it's, it, it is what it is, it's a struggle and it's not fun, then the whole thing kind of takes away from the enjoyment of the journey if that makes that that makes any sense that didn't necessarily come out right but what i mean is you know if you're pursuing your passion like it's a job all of the time you might lose some of that passion so i think you know if if it means kind of taking the you know hitting the brakes a little bit maybe not hitting the brakes that's not the right way to say it but maybe taking your foot off the gas a little bit focusing on staying afloat moving somewhere if you can afford to like maybe you need the money to go to that certain area where you can flourish do that i think that's that's a great move and there's no shame in maybe you know putting some of those plans on the back burner or just turning down the heat a little bit so that you can throw more sticks on the fire later what a metaphor that was cooking cooking on the fire and the stove at the same time i love it yeah yeah that's not yeah that was that was good I think they'll yeah. get it. I think they'll understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That was great. No, no. That's, yeah. That's so given that you are in a similar space that I'm in as a self-employed individual at times, kind of taking on, open to take on new projects, this is my question for you because I want to know for my personal gain, but I also think there's a lot of people out there who are curious to know as well and maybe get some tips and tricks on this. What do you do when you aren't getting any work? You sort of internalize a lot of stuff you stop thinking so much as best you can and then you yeah just like doodle and yeah when stuff is dry and you don't have really stuff going on 
that's happened a lot. You know, that happens. And, you know, you just, that's when I think you can grow that much more and just be like, all right, what do I, what do I want to learn? What can I sort of, you know, finagle during this time? And again, that's also a really hard thing because then it's like a matter of time. It's like, okay, do I want to set amount, set this amount of time to learn a new thing or reach out to people to get the work? But I really could get better work if I learn this thing. So like, it's kind of, it's, it's weird catch 22 and there's a lot of back and forth, but I think it's important to, yeah, sort of, I think, I think go over your, uh, your portfolio also is a good thing during that time because then you, you know, you're sort of diving back into it and being like, okay, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that. What can I do again? Or what can I just do totally new and, and, and different? It's just like, you know, I think it's a time to be sort of, uh, you know, look at it from a bird's eye sort of view and look at it from above to be like, all right, what, what, what have I done? What am I doing? How can I, how can I go forward? Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Have you ever had the incredibly overdramatic thought of I'm never going to get any work ever again? Oh, dude, all the time. Oh, all the time. And it's so stupid because it's just right. like, okay. You, but I, I feel like I'm happy enough, I guess, sometimes that, that comes to me quicker because then it's just like, all right, I got that bullshit out of the way. It's just like, yes, I'm obviously going to do more stuff. Like, come on. That's silly. Just like, yeah, but you definitely, yeah, you feel like that a lot. And you're just like, oh, I'm worthless. None of my shit is good. This is dumb. No one's going to like it. But like, no. You're a nice person. You can figure it out. Like you're fine. It's you're like a coach in your own head type thing. It's 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 kind of funny. Definitely, yeah. No, I mean, I I have that irrational thought uh, a lot. Oh yeah. Oh uh, totally. It's isn't that part of being an artist? You have to have irrational thoughts. You're not a real artist unless you think irrationally. <laughs> you're like irrationally irrational or whatever right. it is. Yeah. 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 All right. So here's a question. What a segue that was. This is the last question I want to ask before we move on to part two. And that is, so in your most recent Instagram post, you said how the current state of society, given all of this coronavirus bullshit, can we get a, can we get a fuck coronavirus in the chat real quick? Fuck coronavirus. coronavirus. Thank you. You said how the current state of society has kind of caused people to slow down and rethink, which really caught my eyes and my brains. Anyway, so people have slowed down and rethought things is there anything that you have rethought given this time have you rethought about anything it's very it's, this is the the obligatory philosophical question of part one i mean totally uh i think during all this it's just like yeah it's sort of blown up a bunch of thoughts probably that i've i had and then, yeah, because we're basically all, or should be mostly all inside all the time, you're in your own head again. And I've definitely thought about it. I mean, uh, and just being where I am now, I'm not, I'm not in my, I'm not in Boston, uh, where I'm, where I'm based, where I'm from. Uh, I'm in, you know, my hometown uh, where I grew up, and it's, uh, it's definitely made me think of, like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Boston. I, I, I still want to live there. I still want to be there, but maybe, you know, transition out is maybe coming sooner rather than later. I, again, they're just thoughts in, the, in my head at this mm. point. But I think the whole thing I meant by the, the post was, yeah, it's good. To, it, I think it's good to stop and break down and, or not break down. No, don't, don't have a nervous that's breakdown. A, hey, that's okay to break <laughs> down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's true. Uh, you okay? All right, fine breakdown uh and yeah sort of take a pause and i guess realize what you are who you are and what you want to do and keep doing and i don't know i think because it's important that yeah again these are scary times that it's it's good to be you know distracted by the positive if there's so much negative and you know maybe it's cliche of like all right stop and breathe and you know just try and think for you and internalize but i think that's it's important and you know i think it's it's helpful because if you don't you'll just sort of eat away at all your 
sort of, I guess, insecurities or, you know, anxious thoughts. And it's, it's, I think just destructive, destructive and, you know, why bother? And I mean, again, if you got that, you've got those feelings by all means, you know, take it. But I think, and you know, open yourself up to that. It's, you know, it's, I think it's just good to be vulnerable. I think it's good sometimes to have that sort of openness to be like, all right, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm scared, but here I am. This is what I'm doing. And we're going to figure it out day by day, you know, inch by inch. It's just, it's just, it's a smaller, slower scale. I think these days. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. It's a great opportunity. You know, I, I feel like I've said this a few times, maybe not on the show, but just in, in general over the last couple of months, it's a great opportunity or turning this situation into an opportunity to grow and to rethink something that you might have put on the back burner. You know, maybe there was a project that you wanted to take on that you didn't have the time to do, but now you do. So it's a good time to kind of rethink those sort of things, those little things. And also, as you said, those big things like who am I? What am I doing? Where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? And just taking a minute to, you know, tap the brakes on work. And as again, as you said, that bird's eye view and just kind of reassess. I think it's a great yeah. time to do that and take advantage of, of staying home and like having some time on your hands. Right. And I think I've definitely done that a bunch. And I think, I mean, during all this past couple of months, I don't, know if, I don't know if anyone has noticed too much, but I haven't been posting that much. I haven't been really, really been making a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, again, some of the freelance stuff had, had dried up, obviously. And, you know, everyone in the whole, like, collective world is sort of taking that pause and being like, uh, what? So, you know, it's, it is hard to sort of, yeah, figure out whatever, what your next steps are, obviously. But yeah, I think it's, it's just, I think it's, it is helpful because, and I think it's also, I mean, it's crazy to sort of know that, yeah, the collective, literally everyone, I mean, not every, everyone, but most people are, yeah, experiencing life and going through all of this weirdness together. And it's, yeah, it's just a weird time. It's just weird. Everything's weird. It's all weird. Yeah. Life's weird. I'm weird, That's dude. Crazy, man. It's, but it's good to be weird. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I'm very weird. I love it. Yeah. Embracing being weird is one of the best things I could have done for myself. <laughs> and yeah, I, man. I'm sure that's par for the course for everyone who is weird and likes being weird. Totally. I mean, if, it's more fun that way. Yeah. And if you are weird and you don't like it, I don't, I don't have any advice. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know what to tell you, man. You. No, <laughs> if, you, if you are weird and you're, you know, a little self-conscious about it, it's okay, man. There's, there's or or woman or whoever it is uh i'm i'm spiraling here maybe it's a good time to move on to part two but but now i feel like i have to finish that thought if you're weird and, and you're a little shy about it don't be shy it's cool to be weird it's all good all right <laughs> so yeah before i just like black out because uh i don't know what's going on it's very hot in this room let's drink move it, on drinking vodka not water in that glass this is um this is vodka i have about a lot left. All right. There you go. Catch me on the other side on part two and see where I'm at um, mentally. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you guys on the other side for part two. Welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast status update. I'm okay. That wasn't actually vodka. That was water. I fooled you guys. Isaac and I, we we pulled a prank. We pulled a prank gotcha. on you. Yeah, gotcha, guys. So welcome back to the show. As I said, this is part two where I ask the guests to bring in an item of significance for Show and Tell. It's something that means something to them. We get to learn a little bit about the guest through this item. They share what it means to them, why you might like it too. So Isaac, what have you brought to Show and Tell to share with me and the audience? I brought one of my hats because I like hats and I've always wearing worn hats. Uh, This particular hat is some, I think I bike with and get really sweaty and gross in. Uh, It started being pretty dark and black. Now it is Mm -hmm. very sun faded and gross, Uh, but I love it. 
Nice. It is made, uh, I don't know if you know the company Cole. I don't. Uh, they make a bunch of things, a lot of headwear. Do they um, make coal? They do not make coal. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. You'd think they would, but they sadly don't. Uh, but no, so I think uh, it turns out one of my favorite uh, designers, uh, Aaron Draplin, designed the logo for them because I think they were buddies. And I don't know, it's just a cool representation of like, you know, one, a kick-ass designer. And if you don't know him, definitely check him out. He, yeah, made this thing for them. And then this is, I don't know, it's just a cool hat that I made, or that I didn't make, I bought. And uh, it's just been fun to sort of uh, think, you know, think about that. Not obviously every time I wear the thing, but yeah, it's just a good reminder. And yeah. Dope. And I don't know. I think also, I think that would be like a, you know, a cool sort of uh, future freelance project that I'd love to work on. Uh, is just like headwear or just hats in general. Mm. Uh, I haven't really done much in terms of, fashion design i guess or or like graphics on on much uh mm-hmm. merch but i've definitely wanted to um you know i've had i've had, i've worked with some bands that you know obviously they uh they they have you know their own stuff um you know their own merch but it's uh it's definitely been something yeah no i've wanted to do for a little while yeah i mean i can attest to the enjoyment that one gets out of designing merchandise and clothes because i've done a little bit of that with kind of the work my main gig that i have we we design some shirts and stickers every once in a yeah, while yeah. And, and um there was one merch project i did for a musical artists that was super fun because it was a really cohesive project and it wasn't just one garment it was kind of designing the whole thing and the printing service that we went through you could design hang tags and the the you know you could strip the tag the actual tag off of the neck and kind of like print your own so nice. kind of making like that's cool. a garment tag which is really really cool um so that was really fun and that's something i want to do more as well i think it's a yeah. really really fun way to kind of express yourself and also physically see your work on something and you know rather than just on a screen because it's cool to have things on a screen totally. and even print it out but to have somebody kind of wear it and become more of a, a cultural thing a lifestyle thing kind of a, an extension of the art itself is is really dope. Yeah, no, totally. And that, I mean, in a nutshell, that's this hat for me. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, that's why I figured, why not? Describe to the listeners, I'm sure we'll probably get a picture of this hat up on the Instagram page because I've been trying to do that a little bit more with the guests um, who share physical items. I try to, you know, share it on the Instagram so people can actually see this. But describe what's, uh, what's the graphic on the hat because I can see it, but the viewers, listeners can't. We got uh, good old, uh, I want to say Wolf, with just some shades on. Uh, his tongue's out. He's loving life. When you look at a design like that, or any design, can you help yourself to not critique it? <laughs> I mean, I think at this point, I've looked at this thing so many times that at first glance, yeah. Because, like, again, it's hard. You're like, all right, I'm going to wear this all the time. And then I'm going to be self-conscious of, all right, does this look good on me? But then it's like... No, I don't need to think about all that. I don't yeah. need the design. It's just like, just wear the thing to wear the thing. Like, it's hard. You got to, like, it's good to have the, and it's stupid, but it's good to have the design hat every now and then. Yeah. Take that off and just be a person. And, you just, know. It's so true. On and off, you know. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, I so I went to school for digital media and... Ever since then, I, you know, with the film classes I took, I watch movies in a different way. And it's very hard to switch that off. I'm sure it's exactly the same for people who make music. They listen to music and they're like, oh, especially if they're very technically inclined producers, you know, interested in the detailed aspects of production. You know, I'm sure they're just stripping music to its core. And I, and I'm, it's got to be, I mean, I'm sure it's fun, but at a certain point, you know, I, I'm curious to know if it has taken away from their enjoyment as sometimes like the enjoyment, pure enjoyment and kind of ignorance and naivete of, do, do people say it like that? Am I being pretentious by naivete. saying naivete? Or is no, that no, a, that's, that's right. how you actually that's pronounce it. it. Cool. That's I wanted right. to sound cool and I was successful, hopefully. Um, it. <laughs> it kind of takes away from that naivete of actually just watching a movie when you're like, oh, that was a wide shot. Oh, that was a, uh, yeah. a, a Dutch 
shit i forgot the term but there's like a, a du- uh there's like an angle <laughs> that has shit. that was a dutch shit the dutch yeah there's <laughs> yeah just kind of like breaking it down piece by piece kind of ruins the movies no, a little totally. bit but but yeah no, I, yeah that's funny no that's true i mean it's it's weird because i definitely i mean i catch myself like watching tv because i, I remember I, I took uh i took some marketing courses in in college and one of our i forget one of but one of our the the uh one of our assignments we had to do was yeah i remember watch a bunch of ads find some ads that we liked and didn't like and then ones that we were just like sort of indifferent on and sort of uh i guess understand what kind of ads they were and till this day i mean i don't do it all the time but i do it a lot i'm just like i watch this i'm just like all right how is this trying to manipulate me into purchasing this thing this idea whatever i just like i can't not at this point, I don't know. It's, it's, it's off and on, but it's just like, yeah, it's weird. When you're looking at other people's work, not literally, you know, when, when, you're, when you are walking down the street or in the city or whatever it may be, browsing the internet, maybe you're not even looking for inspiration. What is your eye drawn to first? What are you kind of looking at? What kind of captures your attention when you're just, you know, for example, this hat, like what caught your attention about the design on that hat? I mean, I think it's not always the same thing. Uh, I think it, it changes. I think a lot of it is, and again, it changes because you change over time. Um, I mean, as, yeah, as cliche as that sounds, mm-hmm. but, but I feel like a lot of, I think, decisions and inspiration I think I get, I think I'm uh, just hyper-focused, I think, on color and like things that pop and just things that catch my eye. So maybe I guess about this particularly this graphic, I mean nothing necessarily, but I've just thought like, all right, that's kind of funny. It's a dog wearing sunglasses. It's just chilling. It's good to sort of take the you know the ease off of things. And I guess I, I'm sort of a uh, a rational. I mean, we were talking about earlier uh, an irrational, rational person. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm like, all right, I I wear the hat for the not not for the activity. But I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, that, that could be associated with that. And, you know, just make it easier, less thinking. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, other side, I have hats like this where, I don't know if you can read it, but it says, easy does it. Oh, yeah, okay. I, d- I didn't know what the bottom word said. But yeah, I saw yeah. easy. It's cool. It's like, for those who can't see, it's the words easy does it in a circle, like, yeah, yeah technical term, insert technical term here, design yeah, term. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 within its it's within its form. There it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I don't know. I think I just get a gut feeling from the from the piece itself. Um, I do just yeah. I guess I gravitate towards color, but sometimes I just like. Uh, I mean, I'm a big uh, typography nerd. Mm. You know, I love uh, you know type is just cool, and I think of like I just remember the, for the longest time even like before design school and like, I think back in like high school or whatever, or even in elementary school, I was like, there are unhappy and happy letters. Like when you write it out, it just looks like that that letter somehow, whatever that a is smiling at me, you know, whatever, any, any letter can, you know, sort of give you, I feel like an an emotion. And again, that's weird, but it also then through now going through, you know, school and in a career and all that, that makes a lot of sense because design is really emotional and I feel like it's design is like art for a function and that function is really to grab an audience and to make them feel or do a certain thing. And, and that emotional sort of reaction to the thing is what it's all about. Yeah. I think you just made tight face creators entire life by saying that because that, that is a, uh, a craft that does not get enough credit. Oh, not at all. Not at all, man. <laughs> Especially with how easy it is to get fonts online. Oh, I don't yeah. even know why anyone would just be like, I'm going to make fonts for a living. Well, good luck not making that much money because people can just rip your fonts like people rip music. Totally. I've, I mean, dude, literally, I mean, I've been, I've been dumbfounded for that for a while because they are so talented and there is so much detail that goes into it. And especially during, I mean, like the old style, like wood block printing and like, 
like printing presses. Right. Yeah. My God. Johannes, Johannes Gutenberg and, and all that. Like, Shout out the homie. Oh, homie. Yeah, of course. It's it's insane, the level of detail. And then, yeah, that people just rip it off because why not? And I need it for that thing. And I guess it's like probably some – either it's a designer that did it, but – yeah, it's 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 wild. It's definitely uh, it's it's definitely a lot like yeah the music uh, thing like Napster and all that right. crazy. Yeah, Defont.com. Defont.com, man. I I I, I mean I I've, I've used it, man. It's yeah. It's, it's, I it's I try to cater towards the 100% free fonts for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, just uh, just so I have less on my conscience, guilty conscience. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, you like color. I, I've been meaning to ask you, what's your favorite color currently? Because I know that color, favorite colors for people can change because mine do a lot. What's your current favorite change. color? What do, you, what do you tend to like using when you open up a Photoshop document? Oh, well, again, it depends. But I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, I guess, I'm going to have two. I, got, I like reds and blues, but I like, I like my good green now too. Solid, yeah. I mean, primary, secondary colors. Yeah, stick stick yeah. with what you know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess if I had to choose, uh, I'd say blue. I'm a, I'm a good I'm a good blue. Maybe that's because my my baby blues. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, yeah, yeah. I um, there's been a couple instances where I've somebody asked me what my favorite color is, and I say I don't have one, and they get mad. Mad. Like, why are you getting mad <laughs> i'm oh, sorry God. i just it feels wrong because i love all colors for you know different reasons different like and like totally. you know one day i i mean the show and tell like main color is like kind of like a peach like soft pink orange sort of and that's yeah, currently like what that. i'm what i'm that's rocking with the... thank you thank you and that has blue that's some nice cool blues in it that's that's another oh, yeah. one kind of like that aqua blue and like mint green but yeah. you know another day i might like lavender another day i might like dandelion yellow or just go with it man cadet gray now i'm just trying to name crayola crayon colors nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i don't know how to transition into the last part so <laughs> we're just gonna do it uh, this is the last part of the show where i like to ask the guests something that they didn't learn in school this is something that they have just picked up on in their walks of life they didn't learn it in a classroom from a teacher it could be a life hack or a piece of wisdom or a cooking tip or something of that nature of any nature, really. So what's something that you didn't learn in school, Isaac? I did not learn that it's important as hell to, I think, always uh, update the portfolio. That's big. They say that they say that, you know, just have it and make it for, you know, when you need it. But if you constantly are like, just, Keep tabs of your work, even if it's good, even if it's not. Just to have the documentation of it, I think, is huge. Because, again, they would teach that a little bit in school, but they they didn't nearly go into the level of detail that you should. Because it just it just helps, man. It yeah, just helps. Just to have it ready, because you never know yeah. when you're gonna need to like send it. Send it, bro. You, sorry. Just fucking. Sorry, send everyone. It. My uh, my inner Corey, my alter ego, peeked through for a second. <laughs> but you'll never know when you need to have it ready. You know, at an instant, if your a dream job pops up and you gotta, you know, you want to be the first one to reply to the email, you just gotta have that portfolio ready. I'm not great about doing that, but um, I'm so yeah. So this is a I'm nice horrible. friendly reminder. <laughs> I I like know it, but no man, that's that's definitely a good one because I remember like. Yeah, I remember I was like in school, I'd have to like scramble at the last minute and be like, "Shit, where is that one thing?" And then <laughs> it was really cool. And then I don't know. So yeah, if 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 there's one thing, it's definitely yeah, bone bone up that that portfolio. Yeah, try to group your resume into that as well. I updated oh, my right. resume for the first time last week or two week two weeks ago. Um, oh, wow. The first time in four years. Ooh. <laughs> It's stupid because like I'm, I have my you know relatively steady job. It's always going to be there. It's not always going to pay the same amount you know at any given moment, but it's always going to be there. So I got a little complacent. I was like, yeah, just you know, I'd, I'm not applying for anything, but that's stupid because then like an opportunity came up just to you know get some extra work, and I had to send my resume. And I looked at it. I was like, I have like 
I don't know. I had all this like dumb stuff that was listed on there. It, it, at the time, you know, in 2016, it wasn't dumb. It was relevant. But now it's like right. th- no one wants that on my resume. No one cares that I did that four years ago in yeah, college. This is like a lot of college stuff. Check Basically, name of the game is check yourself before you wreck yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, let's end off the show. Thank you so much for joining me virtually and the listeners also virtually. Isaac. Thank you for having me, man. That was dope. So where can people find you? This is your opportunity to let the people know. Where can people find you and your work and anything else you want to plug on the show? Go for totally. it. Totally. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm based in Boston, uh, but uh, you can find me on the interwebs, on uh, the good old Instagram. I'm uh, just at IsaacGoldman.co. Uh, and coincidentally enough, that is also my uh, my portfolio uh, website. It's www.isaacgoldman.co. Uh, the good old Twitter is, uh, believe that, but I think it's underscore co because... Can't use periods. Can't use periods. Yeah. And also, yeah, no, yeah, I think I'm on there. I mean, I'm on the Behance. I'm on, uh, I, don't, I haven't made too much stuff. I'm on the... On the dribble also. Isaac Goldman, that's me. I will include all of those links at the show notes, which will be at soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell, as well as I will also include a link to Aaron Draplin, as Isaac mentioned before, as a big inspiration. So that will also be at soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on social media at let's show and tell. You can also listen to some dope music on our Spotify playlists. What would mean a lot to me is if you guys really enjoy the show and you're listening on Apple to give this show a five-star rating, only if you believe in it. I'm not going to force you to lie. Lying's not cool. And uh, give it give a nice little review if you'd like to as well. It really helps out the show and helps it reach new people because, you know, I'm all about the sharing is caring vibe. So if you want to, you know, help out in that way, that'd be dope. And the last thing that I will say is that if you do enjoy the show, again, share it with a friend as you would share anything you enjoy with a friend because sharing is caring. Peace. Later. Later.